0: Welcome to episode 51 of the Accessibility Craft Podcast, where we explore the art of creating accessible websites while trying out interesting craft beverages. This podcast is brought to you by the team at Equalize Digital, a WordPress accessibility company and the proud creators of the Accessibility Checker plugin. This episode is a recording of a December 2023 WordPress Accessibility Meetup, where Alex Stein, engineer and accessibility consultant, and Amber Hines, CEO of Equalize Digital, performed a live accessibility audit of the Pi Calendar WordPress plugin and provided real-time feedback. WordPress Accessibility Meetups take place via Zoom webinars twice a month, and anyone can attend. For show notes, a full transcript, and additional information about meetups, go to accessibilitycraft.com 051. And now, on to the show.
1: Today's plugin, I am very excited to announce. Let me pop them up here so everyone can see Jonathan and Elijah, the makers of uh Pi Calendar. Pi Calendar lets you effortlessly turn any post in your WordPress website into a calendar event. Um, Jonathan, Elijah, do you want to tell us a little bit about the plugin? Just so everyone who's watching has some background on what it is and how you made it.
2: Sure. So my name is Jonathan. I'm the co-founder, along with Elijah here. And um, this plugin came about because, of course, like most good plugins, I needed it on a client project. And we had a very specific way that it needed to be built and all of the existing calendar plugins just simply wouldn't work. So of course, I had to turn to my lovely assistant, ChatGPT, to help me build a rudimentary version of what eventually would become PyCalendar. And the the result after spending uh, you know a good amount of time on that was good enough that I thought this might have some legs to be a real plugin. So... I went to Elijah in the very, very beginning of 2023. I think it might've been January 1st of 2023 and said, I have this idea. And we started architecting a calendar plugin that was just super flexible. We wanted it to work in the confines of the existing you know, WordPress features and kind of functionality that already exists. And what we came up with was, was PyCalendar. So the idea is that it just does events and a calendar really well and not a whole lot else. We joke that we have an internal simplicity gun and we like to shoot that simplicity gun at stuff all the time. And um and we're really proud of of what we've come up with. I think there's already some love. Thank you Karen in the chat for the heart. We appreciate it. And Elijah, if you have anything else you wanted to toss in the ring too?
3: Yeah, no. Um I think that with PyCalendar, our goal really was just elegance, simplicity, stay out of the way, don't be noisy, do what it needs to do, and that's about it. And uh, hopefully we've accomplished that goal. And uh, I appreciate Jonathan bringing me onto the project early on, and I'm I'm happy with what we've achieved so far.
1: Awesome. Well, we really appreciate that you um, came today to let us audit it and that you're open to feedback um uh, alex i know your camera's not working but weirdly i need you to turn it on in order for me to get you up on screen <laughs> if you don't mind okay there we go so everyone alex's camera isn't working today we can figure it out but he is here hi alex hello uh so just a few guidelines before I hand it over to Alex. Um, so the the big thing I like to emphasize is the point of this meetup is, you know, to give the tester, in this case, Alex, um, the room to speak and share their experiences. Um, it's you know, helpful if we, you know, we'll pause and give everybody time to ask questions. So if you can put them in the Q and A, that's a little bit um, easier for me to track um, rather than the chat. Um, but we want to try not to be super argumentative or whatever, because ultimately it comes down to how it sounds on the screen reader and 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 how usable it is. And then, of course, number two is for everyone who's watching. This is not about bashing the plugins. It takes a lot of bravery to be willing to come up here and let people test your thing in public and give you public feedback. Um, so our goal is always to make this as positive as possible. And we want everyone to applaud Jonathan and Elijah and Pi Calendar for, you know, wanting to make a more accessible product because we think that's awesome. So let me stop sharing. And I will let you take over sharing, Alex.
4: All
1: right. And Alex is
4: using
1: NVDA screen reader, right?
5: Yes. This is the speed at which I mainly listen at, but be nice, everyone, and slow it down.
4: What did we decide on these forty? Forty-five, I think. Maybe forty. 48, forty eight. We'll try forty-five. Calendar WordPress accessibility meetup. Mozilla Firefox private browsing. Calendar WordPress accessibility meetup document. Sub menu link WordPress accessibility meetup. Actually,
1: let's go forty so that we can maybe get it on the recording. And actually,
4: combo upgrade 44, 44, Calendar WordPress 40. 40.
1: Do you want to try turning on the speech viewer also?
4: This
5: never works out, but maybe today. Well, be- we'll
1: see. It depends on where it shows up on your screen. Sometimes it blocks too much. I think in this instance, it's going to be okay.
5: Miracle. Okay.
1: So I'm actually seeing something that I think we chatted about a little bit in our pre-show. And I'm probably going to edit it and... Um, have you refresh the page, but I want to point out, so Pi Calendar has this really awesome feature which I turned on on the short code, which is that it can adapt to your operating system and color mode preference. And I don't know if you want to explain that a little bit, Jonathan or Elijah, what you're doing, but we noticed that there's bug with this, this specific theme, which is 2024, where it caused an issue because I turned that setting on.
2: Yeah. So on the screen, it looks like there's uh, a bunch of days listed with uh, little black dots and there's there's just a white little rectangle. Um, but like you're saying, Amber, it's because there's a shortcode parameter for dark mode. And by default, of course, PyCalendar is in light mode, which will work with the vast majority of websites. But if your theme or if the website you've built allows automatic switching between light and dark mode, PyCalendar can do that. And so that's what you know, Alex's screen here is, is showing his system appears to be in dark mode, but this, this blank 2024 theme doesn't have an automatic dark mode function. So it looks a little wonky at the moment.
1: Yeah. So I just updated that and removed that setting from the short code. I don't know if you want to refresh your page, Alex, and then we can see what it looks like. In normal.
5: Ah, now,
1: now we can read text.
5: Very interesting because I don't go out of my way for dark mode. Everything is dark.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you didn't realize that your system was in dark mode?
5: (laughs) I really had no idea.
1: (laughs) Well, for anyone who hasn't gotten to hang out with Alex in person, also generally his monitor is turned off. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I bet your battery lasts way longer than everyone else. Oh,
5: it does. Yeah.
1: Um, so we can see it now, but I think, I thought it was interesting. I love that you guys included that, but I do think it might be worth noting in your documentation that if your theme does not have dark mode styles, not to disable this. And that's like, I think this is a really good accessibility feature, but if a user turns it on and they don't understand and they don't check, like I didn't, I have my system in light mode and I did not go check. So I didn't see that problem. So it's kind of interesting. Um, all right. You want to go ahead and explore the page, Alex, and let us know what New you
5: combo find? Box
4: collapse month list.
5: So we have a choose view here. We'll just explore what, the, what it comes selected with.
4: Heading level 2 December 2023. Toggle button unavailable, not pressed today. Toggle button not pressed. Toggle button not pressed.
5: Those are two unlabeled buttons.
4: Table with 17 rows so and three columns, row one column one time.
1: Those buttons, I think, would change the the month that you're seeing.
4: Column two event, row two time, column one through three December eighteenth, twenty twenty three. Row three December eighteenth, twenty twenty three time, column one seven p.m. 8 eight thirty p.m. Event December eighteenth, twenty twenty three column two Pi calendar blue Gen accessibility audit. Alex Stein and Amber Eyes. Row four December eighteenth, twenty twenty three time, column one through three December twenty fifth, twenty twenty three. Row five time December twenty fifth, twenty twenty three column one all day. Event December twenty fifth, twenty twenty three column two closed for Christmas. Row 6, December 25th, 2023, December 18th, 2023, time column 1 through 3, December 26th, 2023. Row 7, time December 26th, 2023, column 1 all day. Event December 26th, 2023, column 2 closed for Christmas. Row 8, December 26th, 2023, December 25th, 2023, December 18th, 2023, time column 1 through 3, December 27th, 2023.
1: What do you think you're hearing there, Alex?
5: A very, very weirdly formatted table.
1: So this, so the this list view has, I gave it two days. It has our event that we're at right now, which is a one-time event with like a start and a stop time. And then it has an all day event that spans from December 25th to December 30th. And in this particular view, it's repeating, um, Like, on each day. And then you're saying structurally it sounds like a table. Structurally it sounds like a
5: table, but it's not functioning like a table.
4: Edge of table. December. Edge of table. Row 9 time. December 27th. 2023. Column 1 all day. Event. December 27th. 2023. Column 2 closed for Christmas. Edge of table. Row 10. December 27th. 2023. Edge of table. December. Row 11 time. December 28th.
5: I don't know what this is it's like a table inside a table
1: yeah so I think like looking at the html um I it, it's coded in a table could this be a list instead like an unordered list Jonathan and Elijah like that's what I think the expectation would be
3: yeah um Yeah, a list would definitely be more functional. Uh, I was actually looking at this with voiceover before we came on and realized how odd the list view is laid out. Um, I will say that most of our testing focus when we do tests with keyboard nav and and screen readers is on the, um, the grid view, the normal traditional calendar view. So this one definitely flew under the radar.
5: Okay, we'll take a look at another view.
4: Choose new combo box collapse month main, combo box month classic one o five.
1: You know, Which? real quick before you select that, Alex, something else that I wanted to point out: Alexander. those events, they did not read as links to Alex, but they're the the day, both the literal date and then the day of the week. The reason why they're underlined, and then I noticed if I put my mouse over them, they lose their underline. Is they have an a tag on them even though they're not links. And so they're adopting the link styling that the website has. Um, and so I think if they're not links, you wouldn't want to use an A tag.
2: Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, Elijah. We will have corrected that in an upcoming version because there will be an individual day view. So when you click that, it will take you to the single day. Is that is that right? Is that what we decided? Right.
3: Yeah, so yeah, I actually did not realize that those were actual anchors until I started working on this new feature where we needed to be able to click them and go to a day view. But they're they're anchors without an href or anything currently, which is not ideal. But uh, with the release, we're working on those will actually function when you click them. Mm-hmm. So right, when so- you when you click that, what do
5: you envision happening? Is it going to open a page, or is it just going to manipulate what's displayed?
3: It'll just swap the view to a day view focused on the day that you clicked, just like if you change the view uh, using the dropdown at the top of the calendar.
5: So you need to be very
3: careful to manage
5: focus in this scenario because you're going to change context and you're going to have to be able to communicate to users what happened. Absolutely. And of course, if there is a back button, you need to make sure users end up where they started because if you're viewing... January 14th, and you get dropped back at January 1st, that's going to turn into a very frustrating situation Yeah, and a very common mistake, unfortunately.
1: So you'd want to see um, parameters get added to the URL every time the view changes so that someone can use the back button to go back to the previous view that they were on. Does that sound correct?
5: Not necessarily. I was referring to a UI back button. Okay. Because if you're going to view a day, there's got to be a way to go back.
1: Hmm. So you just changed to the month view, and I'm sorry, I started talking, so you may have stopped the screen reader, but did it tell you when you toggled the, the view of the calendar?
4: See. I did
5: not think uh, I changed it. 2
4: December to choose new combo box collapse month. Classic.
5: I did indeed change it. That's very interesting.
4: Heading it level two, a couple view,
1: times. Combo
4: month list two of five. Calendar WordPress accessibility meetup document main landmark choose new combo box month list collapsed.
5: No, it does not announce anything.
4: Month classic. Yeah.
1: So heading level
4: two, choose new combo box.
1: Area live would it's be what we would want on there, right?
5: Probably not super required here because this is. I mean, it keeps there,
1: you on the
5: combo box. If there are more filters here, I'd be a little bit more concerned about it. But since, since it's just a view selector, it's probably fine. Cool. Easy enough to figure out for users.
4: Mm-hmm. Heading level 2 December 2023. Toggle button available, not pressed today. Toggle button not pressed. Toggle button not pressed. Table with seven rows and seven columns. Row one, column one, sun. Column 2 Mon, Column 3-2, Column 4 red, Column 5-2, Column 6 right, Column 7-SAT.
5: So, the infamous day abbreviations. These do not work well with screen readers because you just never know how it's going to read. So, so do you words. recommend
1: an ARIA label that has actually fully written out the day?
5: You could try it, but ARIA labels normally don't work in these contexts because these aren't dynamic. Uh, interactive elements.
1: So you'd rather just see the day fully written out? Just
5: day fully written out.
4: Row 2, column 126. Mod column 227. 2, column 328. Web column 429. 2, column 530. Try column 61. Sat column 72. Row 3, column 13. Mod column 24. 2, column 35. Web column 46.
5: So there's nothing here that actually told me I was viewing previous days at the end of November, but from context, I I could figure it out.
1: So this is a, so this one, oh wait, no, it is, so this is a table, is, I'm wondering actually, is the top row headers? Oh, it is. Row
4: 413. 2 column 514, row 521, fry column 622, sat column 720, edge of table 23, row 632, fry 2, mod 2, mod column 225, closed for Christmas, closed for Christmas, 2 column 326, wet column 427, 2 column 528, fry column 629, sat column 730, row 7, sun column 131, closed for Christmas.
5: Well, it doesn't communicate to me when the event starts and ends on here, though. That's a problem. Like yeah, if you had so closed for Christmas on the 25th. Uh see it again on the 31st, but not on the 26th, 7th, 8th, 9th or 30th.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you have any ideas about handling
5: that? Uh you would probably just have to list it for the day uh, for all those days in this type of view.
2: One thing yes. I'm curious oh, about if I can ask is uh, on the calendar on December eighteenth, there is an event with a start time. I'm just curious. Did I did, did we go oh, over I that? that? I
4: was wondering. It's,
2: okay, so there's the start time. Okay, so that that is probably to do with the fact that this event we're on now is a single day versus the other one span multiple days. So I guess we'll need to look into why that differs.
1: So one way, you, if if you need to visually leave it the way you have, you could have screen reader only text on the other days that's visually hidden, but then it would still be announced to a screen reader, potentially. I do think like the, the abbreviations aren't super great. Like I would, it should probably say like 7 p.m. instead of 7 p. Um,
5: uh, the other thing too, if these events ever become clickable links, you can't hide them like that. That so, would be an accessibility violation.
1: Yes, if the, but if the main one is still clickable, You just end up with double then. You basically hide the one from screen readers that's visual, right? But then you'd have a clickable visual one. It'd be better if the clickable one could fit. You could figure out how to get it to read across every day.
5: Yeah, because what you don't want is you don't want the rest of them to be clickable or else when sighted users tab, they'll lose the focus.
1: Yeah. So I'm curious your opinion on this, Alex, because we've done some accessibility testing with other um, screen reader users through our consulting work. And we've always landed on the recommendation that a default view should always be a list view and not a grid view on a calendar. Do you feel the same way? Or are you fine with the grid view? Because that could be interesting for them as far as what they'd recommend to their users, which view should be default.
5: I would prefer a list view to be default definitely not like
1: so this event that pie calendar event you should be able to open it and get a modal with more information about that event
5: yeah well there's nothing there that says i can do that so that's got to be converted into a button
1: yeah so right now it's a link but the problem with it is it has a tab index of zero on it.
4: Uh
5: it's gotta be something more than that, because it's not even read as a link.
4: 187p. i calendar plugin accessibility on 7p.
5: I wonder if it's focusable.
4: Row 6 closed for Christmas. Row 57 oh, I... Accessibility. See,
5: these are actually focusable because of the tab index of zero. But it's not read as a semantic link.
1: Yeah, why is that not reading as a link? So it's on the the text. So see if you can trigger the text, like the name of Main landmark, close
4: event e- details button. PyCalendar plugin Accessibility Audit, Alex Stein and Amber Hines. Separator, starts 12, 18, 2023 20, 7 p.m. Ends 12, 18, 2023 20, 8.30 p.m. Separator, join us as Alex Stein, engineer accessibility consultant and Amber Eines, CEO of e- Digital for real-time accessibility. View add the ca- view post, add the calendar. Link at PyCalendar plugin Accessibility Audit, Alex Stein and Amber Eines event, to Apple Calendar. Link add pi calendar plugin accessibility audit. Alex Stein and Amber Heinz event to Outlook calendar. Link at pi calendar plugin accessibility audit. Alex Stein and Amber Heinz event to Outlook web. Link calendar. Link at pi calendar plugin accessibility audit. Alex Stein and Amber Heinz event to Office 365 calendar. Link at pi calendar plugin accessibility audit. Alex Stein and Amber Heinz event to Google calendar. Event times are listed in your local time zone, America Chicago. Content info landmark. pi calendar access. Heading about link history.
5: Yeah, it seems reasonable to me. It whatever that element is it does trigger the pop-up
4: Out of the list, but nope. Main so, landmark calendar. choose level actually content the reason landmark.
1: why it doesn't read is because it doesn't have an href on it
5: oh yep
4: pie so calendar anytime
1: you don't have an href it's not going to announce that it's a link um but really it should be a button because it just opens and closes the modal
5: yep landmark. The other thing here is this should actually be a modal because it currently is not.
4: We got like we got to-
5: it's It doesn't constrain focus,
3: so it's not a modal, whatever it is. It's an overlay. So- Can I ask a quick question about the constraint of focus? Yes. Okay. Um, so I noticed that when I was using voiceover and testing that it, when I'm using the arrow keys to navigate, the focus moves outside of the modal without closing the modal or anything. But if you use tab, the focus should be trapped. Uh, I didn't realize those were two separate kind of concerns. I assumed if I had trapped the focus using tab that it would take care of the screen reader as well. Is that Uh, a common issue? If you trap focus for tab, that's a foolproof
5: solution for someone with vision, right? If you don't, So essentially, role modal or the HTML5 dialog tag, it makes the rest of the document body inert to screen readers. So there's no use of virtual mode to see outside of the modal. So if if your intent is to use a modal, it has to be an actual uh, role dialog
6: Yeah, perfect. Uh,
1: I put a link in the chat to that in the MDM docs for role dial-up.
6: This episode of Accessibility Craft is sponsored by Equalize Digital Accessibility Checker, the WordPress plugin that helps you find accessibility problems before you hit publish. A WordPress-native tool, Accessibility Checker provides reports directly on the post-edit screen. Reports are comprehensive enough for an accessibility professional or developer but easy enough for a content creator to understand. Accessibility Checker is an ideal tool to audit existing WordPress websites, find accessibility problems during new builds, or monitor accessibility and remind content creators of accessibility best practices on an ongoing basis. Scans run on your server, so there are no per-page fees or external API connections. GDPR and privacy compliant, real-time accessibility scanning. Scan unlimited posts and pages with Accessibility Checker free. Upgrade to a paid version of Accessibility Checker to scan custom post types and password-protected sites. View site-wide open issue reports and more. Download Accessibility Checker free today at equalizeddigitalcom forward slash accessibility dash checker. Use coupon code Accessibility Craft to save 10% on any paid plan.
1: So, uh, but awesome, like the, you. something you did really well here is the add to calendar links are all labeled with the name of the event which is good because i'm assuming if i had multiple events there'd be multiple of those so i
4: think that's great those event details button also good. Seven and
5: focus is returned so that's really good
1: mm-hmm. um do you want to go back up to those those two unlabeled toggles um uh, and, toggle button, and press change next month. one of them
5: Oh, we get the next month announcement. You must be using the title attribute on here.
2: So why does it say it now, but it didn't the first time earlier?
5: So the mystical title rule and accessibility never use it for this reason. So the reason that we avoid using title and accessibility is because every screen reader reads it differently. For example, if you're just using your arrow keys with NVDA, it won't read it. But if you use a certain focus command, such as tab, uh, shift tab, your button navigator command, it reads it under those circumstances. Titles is so, unpredictable.
1: Yeah. So in this instance, you just need to switch title to ARIA and label. But Re- I'm curious it, right? about.
2: Not do both. Oh, sorry. replace it yeah. entirely right. not do both.
5: Yeah, because then you run the risk of actually getting a duplicate
2: announcement.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm curious about them being toggle buttons and your thought on this, Alex because because they're having like the pressed are pressed equals false which is what's making them read out as toggles. And I'm not certain that I actually think these are toggle buttons.
5: Yeah, they are not. It's just remove that attribute and they'll be fine.
1: Mm-hmm. If, you, if you go forward a month.
5: It doesn't change the state, so.
1: Yeah, and it also didn't announce to you So what would you expect to hear? We visually saw the month change to January.
5: Uh, A message such as now displaying January of 2024. Mm -hmm. You can do that within RAL live region.
1: Um, So there's also a week view and a time based week view. I don't know if you'd be interested in exploring those.
4: Choose view, com- choose view combo, combo box, month, week, time grid three of five. Calendar, WordPress accessibility meal. Heading level two, deck thirty one, twenty twenty three, Jan six, twenty twenty four. Toggle button not press today. Toggle button not press toggle button not press table with three rows and seven columns, row one, column one, sun twelve thirty one. Column two, mon one one, column row two closed for Christmas. Row one, sun twelve thirty one. Row two, mon one, column two, New Year's Day. Two, one, two, column three. Wet 1-3 column 4, 2-1-4 column 5, fry 1-5 column 6, sat 1-6 column 7, edge of table, row 3. Fry 1-5 column 6, 2-1-4, wet 1-2-1-2, one two one two. mon-1-1, one. sun 31 column 1, edge of table, blank. Row 2 closed for Christmas, row one sun 1231 31 column 2, mon-1-1, one one. row 2 New Year's Day, 2-1-2 two two, column 3, wet 1-3 column 4, 2-1-4 column 5, fry 1-5 column 6, sat 1-6 column, row 3 sun-12-31, col- mon-1-1 one one. column 2 New Year's Day, sun-12-31 column 1 closed, row 3, mon-1-1 one one, column 2 twelve thirty one column one row two two one two column three one one three column four, three, one, 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 column two New Year's Day.
5: Yeah, this is also very interesting because tab index of zero, and these events are block level elements, so it won't read this entire table all at once. I'm not actually sure how you go about presenting this properly, but. If all you heard was this.
4: Two one two column three one three column four two one four column 5, five, 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 five column six set one six column seven.
5: It is not really a usable experience.
1: Yeah. I think I mean I I think the way I would handle this kind of stuff and how we've advised our clients, and feel free to tell me if you think this is wrong, Alex, is that the list view should be the default and I don't know. I haven't explored enough in your attributes if you have a way for people to like turn off different views, but you should just never allow someone to turn off the list view. And then if they choose to have this view or a grid view, they you know they they could, but there's still an alternative for a user that is the most accessible that doesn't require somebody to try and because I don't even know if Alex, you know that there's an event on Thursday at 10 a.m. <laughs> right. Uh, without you having to use arrow keys to move through these. So I don't know if you have the same thought, but that's kind of one of the things I think about, like providing guidance to users of your plugin is maybe not allowing them to ever turn off the list view.
2: I guess that's- I'm curious from a like kind of philosophy standpoint, how heavy handed you would be. Like if, let's say Amber, if you were the owner of Pi Calendar, is that just like, is that just a line that, you, you know, just simply do not cross under any circumstance. And I'm just curious, like, how you approach that.
1: I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the way I tend to look at things. Alex, do you have thoughts about that? Like, I I, I guess the way I would think about it too is, you could also do, so Gravity Forms, if you've used Gravity Forms, they have some things, and some of which they had to keep for, like, legacies. Like, if they remove this setting, it would break everyone's websites. But in the editor, they have a, a big warning that says, this, this is using this field, like the date picker, it's not accessible. Or turning off your field labels is a WCAG violation. So I think that's another way you could do it, is you could... Think about like having more guidance in the plugin. Um, but if you're new and you don't have a ton of users, I would just not, not that you don't build, like there might be a use case for having a view like this, but just make sure that you also have the accessible version and that people can't say, oh, well, I only want the weak view. That
5: yeah, makes so sense. This, this question has actually come up a time or two in uh, WordPress Gutenberg development. So there's been a couple thoughts in the past that it's kind of like this. Okay, if we tell users they can't do this, they're just going to go figure out a way to do it. And I've always been of the perspective that, uh, yeah, they're just going to go do it, but at least they can't blame us for enabling them to make a stupid decision. Because yeah. if I mean, developers th- uh, if developers have a, a will, they will figure it out. <laughs> so. I, another
1: way to think about that is, you could have a filter that allows a developer to remove the list view, but not a setting <laughs> that allows the average user to do it. Right? And then in your documentation about removing it with the filter, then you can be like, this is highly not recommended for this reason. <laughs> So
2: that's great. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah.
4: Um,
1: Peter asked Alex, "Uh, is there any way to check if a screen reader is being used and then deliver content dynamically based on that? So for example, default to the list view for screen readers um, or the grid view for people who are not using a screen reader.
5: No, there is not. And probably never okay, will be. So,
1: so wait, I want I want to ask, how do the overlay plugins <laughs> do that? Because I feel like I have noticed if I'm testing with a website on an overlay plugin or a website that has an overlay and I have a screen reader on, it sometimes does different things than if I go to it without a screen reader on.
5: Um, my guess is, is that Apple might expose some some type of API for it. I don't think it exists on Windows right now. I don't know. (laughs) The the overlay companies do a lot of bad things that no one else should copy. (laughs) Yeah. And there's a lot of things they do that I'm very unsure of how they do.
1: Yeah, I, I I think you might be right. I feel like there is a way to tell if voiceover is being used, kind of like you can tell what someone's system preferences for um, color mode is. Um, But I don't know that that'd be possible with like NVDA or JAWS. So I'm not sure how reliable it would be.
5: I've been told that it comes down to like privacy issues and that's why there's never been a standard created around it,
1: which Mm, makes sense. Because it could allow someone to discriminate against someone who's blind
5: a lot more easier than it is today. And we've already got plenty of ways today.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Before I let you go on, one thing that I noticed, and I don't know if this is the 2024 theme or if this is you all's the blue color, but the white on the light blue text probably fails color contact, contrast. So I would just change the, the colors, your default colors there and either make it a little lighter blue with black text or make it a darker blue. Is there anything on Not. the front end that we missed that you want him to look at?
4: There's two other views uh, um, button, view, comma, to be looked at. Weak list. Heading title button, title button table with seven rows and three columns, row one column one time. Column two event. Row two time column one through three Sunday. Row three time Sunday column one all day. Event Sunday column two closed for Christmas. Row four Sunday time column one through three Monday. Row five event Monday column two New Year's Day. Row six Monday Sunday time column one through three Thursday. Row seven event Thursday column two out to write accessible website copy Happy Wood. Edge of Table How to write accessible web edge of table out to write ex- Thursday, Monday, Sunday time column 1 10 a.m. eleven thirty a.m. Edge of Table, 10 event Thursday, column two out to write accessible.
5: Yeah. So this is um,
1: per- go uh, ahead, Alex.
5: What I'll see is this seems to follow the same DOM structure on every view. It might change things visually, but I'm not actually seeing a whole lot of difference across these views.
1: Yeah, I mean the biggest difference between this and like the week view or the month view is that you can find the events faster. Yeah. I I think the way I would structure this is it should be in – if it's called a list view, like I would make it a list. And then it's just a debate on if the list – like where the list is and if the list is – there's a list under every day, right, if you're in a week each day. So it could just be one item or it could be if it's a really busy calendar calendar five things that happen in one day um or whether it's higher up but i kind of feel like the you could make the actual dates because i noticed that like i don't think he can get to those dates in this view like december 31st january 1st january 4th i don't i didn't notice those being read out but those to me should be like a If the title of the page is in H1 and the date span is in H2, then maybe those days are H3s and then the names of the events are lists below it. Alex, I don't know if you have thoughts about that structure.
5: Yeah, that's that's probably an okay structure for this. Yeah. Calendars in general are very hard for accessibility. Even our friends at the big... Big big calendar companies don't always get it right.
1: Mm-hmm. We're talking about outside of WordPress, big calendar companies.
2: <laughs> yeah, I figured.
1: Uh, do you hear about the color? That there's there's a color next to the events, and I'm curious if you hear that or not when you're going through.
4: Row five, New Year's Day. Row seven, how to write accessible website copy. Abby Wood.
5: Doesn't sound like it.
1: Okay. Uh, and it okay, and it does actually look it has aria hidden on it, which I think is fine. Um, so basically, you can assign a color to different events, and then it puts a a dot with what the color is. I think I don't know if you all have thoughts about where you're going with that long term, but. If there's thought that that could provide meaning, like I it's it, they're on events, they're not on the category. so maybe it doesn't provide meaning, but if it does, then that might need to be surfaced in some way.
2: Yeah, it's not a it's not a super popular feature request right now, but we have had a few people request the idea of, of global colors, in particular ones that could could um, kind of attach to WordPress taxonomies. So if your post is in the category of, you know, whatever party and party is orange, then that dot would change accordingly to match your global color. That doesn't exist currently, but that's something kind of in the in the distant future, maybe.
1: Mm -hmm. Do you want to look at the back end, Alex?
5: I think we have one more view.
1: Oh, yeah. I think
4: you're right. Choose you choose weak class. Heading level 2, deck 31, toggle button, not toggle, toggle button, table with two rows and seven columns, row 1, column 1, sun 12, 31. Column 2, 1, 1, 1, column 3, column 4, 1, 3.
5: See, this is like a table and a table because it says two rows with seven columns, but we can definitely clearly understand that there's more than two rows in this table.
1: No, there is actually only two. It's got two. the first two row one is the header.
4: One with, one, one, and Year's then Day. the
1: second row is just one row one, piece one, one, one. row eight.
4: two New Year's Day. Edge of Table New Okay, Day.
5: so this does change a little bit depending on the view. Interesting.
4: Two one two column three. Web one three column four two one four column five ten out to write accessible website cop try one five column one six column seven. Edge of table length. Out-of-table event times are listed in your low table. Two, one, toggle button not press. Toggle, toggle button not heading level 2, deck 31, 2023, Jan 6, 2024.
5: So then you would have to go to the next week, because this is the week view. OK, following this now.
4: Toggle, toggle, button, toggle button not press. Table with two rows and seven. Row 2, mod 1 8, column two two one nine column 3. web e, one ten column 4, equalize digital office hours. 0, 1, column 4 equalize digital office hours. 10, equalize digital office hours.
5: Yeah, so these are also a little tricky, because if you navigate
4: this, hours.
5: the uh, table navigation, it'll just get read out as 10A, then it'll start reading. Because there's no actual punctuation in here to force a screen reader to stop speaking before that, so... Mm-hmm. You can use like a colon or a comma or something to do that because just visually splitting not splitting it onto another line doesn't do it. Okay. I think that's probably about all the feedback that I had. I mean, nobody would be actively stopped from using this.
1: Yeah, I think the hardest things are the that they wouldn't know that they could expand to get more details.
5: Yeah. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh. So what's interesting and unique about this one is that you it doesn't have its own post type. You can add any post to a calendar, and basically it just adds some settings. I have Gutenberg, of course, turned on on this website in the right hand column. On, like, if you just went to a post to edit a post, and maybe you could take a look at those and see if you see any issues with specific settings there.
5: So I'm looking for what exactly. So if you did
1: go to posts, you could edit any one of the posts or you could add a new
4: post. Calendar slash select the p double a d m i n admin collapsed calendar WordPress button, note Link, skip the main skip list dash list Updates, link post Submenu, list with post WordPress Link, skip the main main row to select pi calendar plugin accessibility audit Alex Stein and Amber titles or descending column two pi calendar plugin edit pi calendar edit post pi calendar plugin accessibility audit Alex Stein and Amber Heinz, WordPress accessibility meetup WordPress document busy main landmark heading level one edit post welcome to the Block, editor the button close But edit post pi calendar
6: so.
5: I will add the disclaimer like I do every time we go and look at the back end. This might be fairly hard to figure out uh, where the accessibility issues lie because the editor is pretty terrible for accessibility.
1: Meaning it
5: might not be your fault.
4: It might not be your fault.
5: It is getting better slowly, but the more features that go in, the further we fall behind.
4: So
1: all of this... All of the settings for this are in the post settings.
4: Editor content region, editor settings region, list, post, selected, block button, close settings button, summary heading, summary button expanded, select visibility, public button, change date, select template, sync, change URL, edge show- stick to the top of the author combo box, switch the draft button, move the trash button, calendar heading, calendar button collapsed, expanded, show on calendar checkbox checked, all day event checkbox not checked, start date button collapsed, end date button collapsed, event color recurrence heading, event color recurrence button collapsed. Categories heading. Categories button collapsed. Tax heading. Tax Featured image heading. Featured. Tag. Cat. Event. Color. End date button collapsed. Start date button collapsed.
6: Yeah, it
4: doesn't read these. Expanded. Time in Hour spin button required. Editable 07.
1: What do you mean it doesn't read those?
5: It doesn't read what those values are set to. This is going to be fun to navigate.
4: Clear button. Calendar. December 18th, 2023. Clear button section. I provided hours minute a button, PM button, date proven days in button required year spin caliber flu next month button, December eighteenth.
5: So to try to explain to people what type of interaction this is, it's like an expandable accordion that traps focus into like a dialogue. But it's not a semantic dialogue at the same time.
1: How were you all building this? Were you using a core component or was this a custom piece?
3: Uh, yeah, I, I believe so. Everything's uh, core. We haven't written any custom components for Gutenberg.
5: Oh, that's heartbreaking.
3: <laughs> we, we may have screwed it up at some point along the way, but we tried to use all core stuff. Um, I'm mm-hmm. almost positive it wasn't your fault.
5: Okay.
1: So,
4: <laughs> main landmark editor settings
5: so if we open this,
4: expanded time grouping, hours, spin button required editable zero 07.
5: We get put in this hours field. Obviously, it's set to seven. Land. 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 And I was expecting that if I press the right arrow, I might get minutes, but that's not going to happen. So we'll try I think to tab you have them s- dead.
4: Mm-hmm. A button PM button,
5: and then of course AM PM. It doesn't tell you which one is selected.
4: Mm-hmm. Date proofing month combo box December collapsed. Day spin button required editable selected eighteen. Year spin button required editable selected twenty twenty three.
5: Now that that works more or less.
4: Calendar view previous month button view next month button December eighteenth twenty twenty three selected button,
1: in this and now
5: also works pretty well.
1: So the biggest issue is the AMPM doesn't announce which one is selected. The other ones all tell you what's selected.
5: The other problem is this.
4: Clear button. Section. Time grouping. hours spin button. Minutes spin button. A button. PM button. Date grouping. Day spin button. Year spin. Calendar. view next month. December a Clear button. Section. Time grouping. Minutes spin button.
5: I'm going to sit here and tab around that all night, and I'm never going to find a way to get out of there.
1: Yeah, there's a keyboard trap.
5: It's because... Developers these days have assumed that everybody knows how to press escape.
4: Main landmark, editor settings, region, start date button collapsed.
5: Don't ever make assumptions for your users.
1: So there should also be a close button in that pop-up in addition to, so that it can be closed in that way.
5: Preferably, there would be a button that says save. Or at least something in there that would make users not think closing that would lose what they just went in and, you know, did. But
1: Yeah, I'll admit, actually, it took me, when I was adding these the first time, it took me a minute to figure out that I could just pick what I wanted and then click away and it would go away.
5: But this, um, this is an overall UX problem with Gutenberg because since there's no committing function like a submit button and it all gets handled when you publish or save, it's very unclear to people if clicking close or clicking away actually won't lose their changes. So there's that.
1: Mm-hmm. The other like thing that I noticed here is So visually, it does show, and I don't know if you were to read without doing the tab key, if you would hear it, it says the start date and the end date. It does not show the time. And I mean, I think blind people need that surface too, but I also, like I I had to go, because then I was like, oh, what if I need to change the time? Like I wanted to see it all without having to click on those to make sure that I, what I had selected.
4: Update button collapsed. Event color recurrence heading. Event color recurrence button collapsed.
5: Event color recurrence.
1: Yeah, I should say and recurrence, but it's an ampersand, so I don't know.
6: Yep,
5: it's not going to read that.
4: Expanded. Event color picker button collapsed. Text color picker button collapsed. This event repeats checkbox not checked. Categories heading. Categories button collapsed.
5: And see, focus is not actually trapped in this panel, which is... Just leads to more unpredictability.
4: This is text yeah, color, I paper, think, button collapsed.
1: I think those are like regular Gutenberg panels.
4: Expanded. Color slider saturation zero. Brightness zero. Hue slider zero. Alpha slider one hundred. Color format combo box text collapsed. Button copy. Hex color edit has auto complete selected zero 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 zero. Color slider saturation zero. Hue slider alpha slider one.
5: All these work with the exception of a button to close it.
4: Main landmark editor.
5: So yeah, that's looks looks like some so, Gutenberg improvements, maybe.
1: Yeah, but honestly, actually, I've seen like custom stuff like this where those toggles weren't actually except like they, they were divs and stuff. So I applaud you all that it said it's a checkbox and whether or not it's checked, even though visually to us it doesn't look like a checkbox, like it it functions. So I think that's really good.
5: Yes, it does function, which is great because it, it means that at least some of our components are following accessibility standards. And that's that's mm-hmm. nice to see.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think too, like I've seen where people build stuff in here and it's not that it's Gutenberg didn't do it, it's that they didn't. So so I think it's good that you guys yeah. use whatever was coming out of Gutenberg to be consistent. Uh, so Billy has said in the chat, um, and Bilius is also a screen reader user every day. He says, this sounds pretty good to me compared to other calendars that I've used before.
5: So. Uh, yeah, I'll second that.
1: Uh, That's Awesome. Thank you guys. Denev asked, and uh, I'm not sure if this was on the front end or the back end, but said, do the previous and next buttons have accessible names? So I think on the picker. On the back end, I did hear next month, previous month. Oh, front end. Uh, So he clarified front end. So the answer on that was no, those do not currently have accessible names. And we talked about that being a title attribute. So yeah. Um, The only other thing is there is a very minor settings page, which you could find under settings if you wanted to look at that, Alex.
5: Have we ever finished one of these kind of early?
4: <laughs> no. No.
1: I think one of the things that is neat about this plugin is that it is very simple, as they said before. Um, and to some degree, I feel like if you're building a plugin, like that's a good way to start because it makes it easier, like you can get all this stuff accessible, right? And then just build with two items, link settings. on a Definitely. solid foundation. Definitely.
4: Link access out of list submenu link accessibility checklist with yeah. items link pi calendar link privacy link pi pi calendar link skip to main content main landmark pi calendar settings heading level two.
5: Oh, I found an issue. <laughs> heading level two for title. No, don't do it. Heading level one follow heading order.
1: Even in the admin.
4: Even in the admin. Link logout, main heading level two license. Enter your license key to activate Pi Calendar Pro. License key. Enter your license key. Edit protected button, activate license. Heading level two, Allowed post types.
5: Don't float buttons is inline next to submit fields. That's not good. Keep these block level.
1: So you're saying the activate license button, you want it to be below, not next to the field.
5: Because for people who are using arrow key navigation, this becomes a little fun to get to.
1: Okay.
4: If any post types are selected in your PI calendars, event fields will show on the post types. This is useful if you have events on your site. Note, if a post type has posts with event data disabling, that post type will not prevent them from showing on the calendar. Allowed post types. Post. Checkbox not checked. Post. Allowed post checkbox not checked. Post allowed the post checkbox not checked.
5: OK, so this is a problem. There is no field set or legend on these. So if someone just came in contact with this checkbox, they would not get any information about what they are actually allowing. They yeah, Are post. you
1: familiar with those field sets, Elijah?
3: Uh, apparently not. <laughs> uh, No, Uh, I am familiar with the concept, but I haven't obviously dove into it for these settings pages.
1: Yeah, so I put a a link to the MDN docs for field sets.
5: The other thing you should do is reverse the positioning of these labels and checkboxes. It's always recommended to have checkbox first, then label. Just makes things easier
1: the other thing that i might comment on uh these are styled to be round which suggests you can only select one that is going to be a radio input but it seems like it, you could select multiple right
3: right i noticed that as well i don't think that we style them they should just be html checkboxes um i'll check on my local but it's it's interesting actually
1: i just opened it and i see them as square but when i look at alex's screen they look around so what browser are you in chrome
5: i'm in firefox tonight
1: firefox check firefox (laughs)
5: like that's
1: the fun thing about some of this right it's browser specific
5: (laughs) and operating system specific and screen reader Mm -hmm. specific and
1: yep yeah
4: firefox on windows Checkbox heading level 2 enable add to calendar links. Select providers for add to calendar links in the event popover. Note, Apple and Outlook both use link calendar links API that generate X files that your visitors can. Download, add to calendar links. Google, hmm. checkbox checked. Office 365, checkbox checked. Outlook web, checkbox checked. Apple, checkbox checked. Outlook, checkbox checked. Outlook. Checkbox checked. Button save changes. Content info Land.
5: Very easy page.
4: I see a problem, Mine... I believe.
3: Sorry. What's
1: the problem? That,
3: that, that calendar link and the description above those fields did not, uh, it didn't indicate it was a link, I don't think. It I may did. Have missed it.
4: Okay, good. calendar links API link.
3: Okay, cool. Yeah.
1: Cool. Well, do you all have any other questions while we have Alex here?
3: Uh, I for sure do. Um, I know when I was working on some accessibility stuff for Oxygen, it was really helpful to have recommendations from you uh, on themes and things that did things right. So I guess, Alex, do you have a calendar interface that works really well for you that we could take inspiration from while we're improving all this stuff you
1: found?
5: Okay. So I don't work in WordPress anymore. I might be the wrong (laughs) person to answer this.
1: What about any calendar? calendar, Like, yeah, it doesn't have to be WordPress.
3: Uh, Answer still the same. No. <laughs> okay. So so are they all pretty pretty rough? Uh there are
5: calendars out there that are really, really bad. Hmm. Um I mainly interact with my calendar through Microsoft Outlook, and even that's not accessible out of the box. There's been a lot of screen reader coding to deal with that.
6: Okay.
1: So Billy has said to try full calendar, all one word.
3: That's actually the, the library we're using to power by calendar. So um, oh. a lot of the, the front end stuff, anything outside of the modal mostly is stock full calendar stuff with slight modifications. Um, so for a lot of the notes that I've taken from tonight, we're going to have to dig into full calendars code and make corrections there, which hopefully we can then open pull requests with pull calendar and help them and. In- uh, full calendar and help them improve for everybody that uses that library.
1: Yeah, that would be awesome.
5: Yeah, giving back is always great.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think for me, like the biggest thing too would be rethinking that list view to not be a table.
3: Right. And then, and then you mentioned um, never getting rid of the list view, right? Is that something you... It would envision being available concurrently with whatever other view was chosen, like visually side by side or like above and below each other. No,
5: mm,
1: I, I Alex, you might have thoughts about that, but I don't think you would want to have the two visible at the same time because that's right. just like adds extra noise right. for people to, and it's like repeating the same information. Um, yeah, one thing that you could do that is making, you know, and again, sometimes this is like provide information in your documentation, like have an accessibility page in your documentation that's like best practices for your users. Um, But if someone is using it, like let's say a university wanted to use this and universities all have to follow section 508 and like have a lot more accessibility. So they might want to, like, I don't know if you necessarily have to do this, but they might want to above the calendar, if Mm. for some reason they didn't have the list view as default, have a message that's like, for the most accessible view, (laughs) switch to the list view, right? Like, I've seen things where we've been working on remediations that were mandated by the Office of Civil Rights, and the Office of Civil Rights is very much like, if you provide messaging above the thing so someone can get it and you tell them how to get the accessible alternative, then that's sufficient for the Office of Civil Rights, which is part of the Department of Education. Now, I think it should default to the accessible option.
5: (laughs) Yeah. Don't 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 even give me a platform to start running on that.
1: Yeah. I mean, you definitely think it should default to the accessible option, right?
5: (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, I mean, we can look at some of the biggest companies out there. Oh, if you have problem using their website, please call this number. Like, really? But aren't, aren't yeah. you just like admitting to the world that uh, <laughs> you are ready to be sued?
1: Yeah, I think I I think there's like a weird line that plug in developers have to walk on that. Right. Because you're going to get a lot of requests for different things. Yeah. Um, And for us, like we will sometimes think about, you know, we make decisions based on accessibility. Like someone asked us once, like this is a really good example. With our plugin, we don't have anything that's visible on the front end. And we've had multiple clients say that they want one of those little round accessibility icons. They're like, we know we shouldn't use an overlay, but for some reason they think having the little floating bug on their website communicates to their customers that they care about accessibility, and it's going to help them, like, right? And we've had multiple people be like, we just want that to be a setting so we can turn it on and we will put the thing and then it'll pop up a message if they click on it about accessibility. (laughs) Because I'm like, well, it's not an overlay. Um, But we don't want to do it because those floating bugs can really cause a problem for low vision users who zoom in, and then it blocks other things on the screen. Um, And so we've just said no. And so I think sometimes you have to make decisions and just say, like, we know this isn't going to be good or, you know, like make the default. And then if you have to have a filter, then only a developer can override it. And in theory, hopefully in your documentation, the developer has read why you don't advise doing this.
5: And then if we want to get to the practical aspect there, since we have enough time to get into the practical aspect of that. Uh, For Mm -hmm. all the users out there who want that little floating, annoying icon to tell people how much they care about accessibility, mainly the people who want that so much are the ones who don't have good accessibility almost every single time without fail.
1: Yeah.
5: Like, don't tell me you have good accessibility. Show me you have good accessibility.
1: Yeah, if the website just works, then you don't really need the floating icon, right? (laughs) I think another thing too, right, like we were talking about color contrast. Um, I think there's a lot of people who will just do their own, like they'll recolor it to match their brand, but a good practice, and this is the way it is in themes, if you want to get the accessibility ready tag, your out of box colors have to have past color contrast. And you know that people might change it. Um, I One thing I wasn't sure about in yours is I saw that there was like a text color setting. I actually turned it on for one of the events but then I didn't see where it, it did like where it actually changed the text color. So I'm not sure about that but that might be something to think about Um, You know, if you want to actually allow people to change the color of the text or if you do, like that's a a prime one for, you know, like in Gutenberg, if you choose certain color combinations it will warn you. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it would be possible for you to put a warning on there, you know, if they choose a text color that is like super light gray or whatever, that it's not going to pass for contrast.
3: Yeah, so the text color would only apply to all-day events, I believe. So it would use the, the normal color as the background of the all-day event. Um, so we should have enough insight to check the contrast. Uh, and that's something I have a little bit of experience with. So that's something we'll look at for sure.
1: Yeah. I might have, well, now I have to go look. So that would be like the all-day events on the, like the grid view.
3: Yeah, the ones with a solid background color.
1: Oh, okay, so I, I didn't try playing around with that on a uh, all day event. Yeah, so that that might be a good one to like, put a warning on. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Peter put a link in the chat for everyone about um, showing what the short code was and a link over to the short code options in your documentation. So.
2: Yeah, that was he really helpful, Peter. Um, the, what, what he shared was the short code that makes the list view the default view upon loading. And of course, right now, there's not functionality in the plugin to prevent or hide the other options without you know CSS to, to manually hide it. Um, but yeah, that's a great way to, to make it default to list view right now.
3: But also mm-hmm. to add to that, for anyone thinking about doing that, based on this demonstration tonight, the list views are not great. So that's something uh, I'm almost thinking we may need to, um, hook into full calendar and create our own list view with just accessibility in mind so that we can tell people that's the one to use. If you're, you know, using this on so your site,
1: this is an interesting question though, because you're making your own short code. Does the list view actually have to use full calendar at all?
4: Yeah, like yeah, I get so why you calendar, would use
1: their API to create the grid and everything. Right. But maybe you yeah, so could query and just build it out.
3: We could. Full calendar does handle a lot of the logic that comes along with calendars and oh, for like past as,
1: events, future events, and, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Date like calculations, time zone.
3: things like that, time zone stuff. Yeah. It would it would be mm-hmm. a little, it would be daunting to rewrite that kind of logic. Uh in, in this scope of a project but I I'm certain that there's a way for us to write our own views for it and I really am interested in digging into that now that I've seen how non-navigable the the tables are the way they're structured now mm-hmm.
2: so Alex from my perspective just to to understand kind of where we lie in, in uh, you know on our typical grade scale score like if you came to a website with this calendar is it is it functional? Would you get what you needed out of it? Or is it essentially as worthless as all the other calendar plugins? You would not get the ability
5: to view the full event information. That right. is okay. that is the only preventing factor right now that would really hinder somebody actively. Okay, that's good to know. That's That's fixable for sure. So, mm-hmm. no, it's not like, if I was going to say the best, the next best out there is probably Google Calendar. And dead last is Microsoft because their calendar is just awful. I mean, terrible. It is so busy. I, I'm not sure people with sight could figure the thing out. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. So yeah, as long as you don't imitate Microsoft, you should be fine.
1: Yeah. Uh, Billy says that Calendly is also good. Do you have any thoughts on Calendly, Alex?
5: Yes, it is good. It works. It's very, very simple.
1: Yeah, so that's more like on the picking side, but you could explore like what their month View looks like or debut mm. or yeah yeah so um and i would recommend i don't know if you only have a mac but browser stack now you can emulate a windows machine and use nvda if you don't have a pc and i would recommend oh. testing with that um because more screen reader users are going to be on a windows device than a
3: right.
1: mac so
3: I actually do have a question for Alex about NVDA. Um, I would love to dive into learning to use it properly, and I know that might be hard as a sighted user. Uh, but I wondered if you have any recommendations uh, for me as a you know plugin developer to learn to use it properly to audit as we're developing, but also just as a user of NVDA to learn from kind of square one.
5: Um, let's see. NVDA user docs are pretty good.
3: Okay.
5: And really, I mean, I'm sure there's probably some websites out there that walk you through basic usage of it, but... Mm -hmm. I was always a technical boring type who just stared at documentation and went through stuff out. So (laughs) sure.
1: (laughs) So we did last um, February, we uh, did an event with Carol school for the blind or Carol center for the blind. um, And one of their teachers who teaches people to use screen readers did a course for us on NVDA um, and I can I know we've been talking about trying to like break it up and make it available to people. So maybe that's something that we could do. Um and I can let you know and other people who are watching if they're interested.
3: Yeah, that would be super helpful because I think screen readers are are daunting just because it's a whole different mode of consuming information and a lot of developers are stretched in. And of course they should learn to use it so that they can test for people that need it, but having some kind of like simplified route to learning to use it properly so that we know we're using it in a way that's going to catch the issues that people that are using it every day will run into that would be helpful
1: Mm -hmm. yeah it looks like um fj said that polypane development browser has accessibility testing as a feature Uh, fj uses it um, and would be interested if anyone has any experiences with it i have not used polypane i don't know if anyone else here, if any of you all have used Polypane.
3: I, I did briefly, but it I I preferred Axe DevTools. I feel like Polypane had too many bells and whistles or something. I don't remember exactly, but I wasn't super happy with it.
1: And then Deneb shared a link on his website to screen reader ropes course for maybe cool. learning screen readers. So that might be a useful resource as well. Definitely. So we don't have any other open questions in the Q&A. Jonathan, Elijah, do you want to let people know where they can go to learn more about PyCalendar or get in touch with you if they want to follow up afterwards?
2: Yeah, so of course, we have our website, PyCalendar.com. There's a contact form on there. You're more than welcome to, to fill it out, especially if you're here, if you have any questions and uh, happy to do a little video demo. If you have a specific question, I think we covered a fairly, fairly um, comprehensive, you know, use case of, of how you would use it. We like to tell people you would you would get started using it in just a couple minutes. And I think, hopefully, seeing it, you know, uh, this evening was enough to get started with it. If you're interested. Oh, and also I should mention as well, we have a really capable free version. What we saw tonight was the pro version. Um, But the free version is available on the WordPress repo, and that one is very, very similar to what we saw, just minus recurring events, essentially, and and a couple other bells and whistles.
1: And Alex, how can people follow up with you?
5: Uh, You can follow up with me on LinkedIn. I'm just Alex Stein on LinkedIn, and I try to respond there as quick as possible.
1: And it's uh, S-T-I-N-E.
2: Yes. I wanted to just quickly say how much I appreciate this. It's such a useful insight into just a a totally different perspective on our plugin. Because clearly, Elijah and I have tried to do some, um, some, you know, accessibility testing, but had we done it properly, we would have seen that the, you know, event link doesn't take you to the modal properly and, you know, focus trapping and those sorts of things that feel so silly to have overlooked, but without your help, Alex, we, we wouldn't have uncovered that. So I just wanted to say, thank you very much. That was incredible. Thank you.
3: No problem at all. Happy to help.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we very much appreciate that you came and you're willing to do it. And, um, As I've told you behind the scenes, like we've been evaluating doing this to switch from our calendar, which I think is a little bit more complex than what we actually need. So I'm excited to see where you all take this and maybe roll it out on my website in the spring. So certainly hope so. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to sign off. I, you all are free to leave, but I don't close Zoom until I see all the captioning go through because it's on a little bit of a delay. So there's like a moment of silence and awkward smiling and waving. Um, but thank you everyone. Uh, I hope everyone has a happy new year and don't forget that we will be back on January 4th. Uh, so right after the new year, um, for a talk on accessible copywriting with Abby Wood.
2: Thanks so much. Thanks. See you. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for listening to Accessibility Craft. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe in your podcast app to get notified when future episodes release. You can find Accessibility Craft on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. And if building accessibility awareness is important to you, please consider rating Accessibility Craft five stars on Apple Podcasts. Accessibility Craft is produced by Equalize Digital and hosted by Amber Hines, Chris Hines, and Steve Jones. Steve Jones composed our theme music. Learn how we help make thousands of WordPress websites more accessible at equalizeddigital.com.